Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, June 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Fed Chairman Jay Powell reinforces expectations of a rate cut in July. FedEx says that trade battles will hit its 2020 results, and investors in the U.S. drugs group AbbVie balk at its purchase of Botox maker Allergan. Plus, the FT's David Crow explains how a group of new digital banks is challenging HSBC's dominance in Hong Kong. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. stocks fell the most in almost a month on Tuesday. That was after Federal Reserve officials spoke about their outlook on the U.S. economy. Thank you, Neil, and good afternoon. Um, It's a pleasure to be here today. That's Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell at an event on Tuesday hosted by the Council on Foreign Relations in New York. Mr. Powell warned that concerns about trade tensions have translated into a drop in business confidence. He also reinforced expectations that the Fed will likely trim U.S. interest rates next month. He said that, while in May, members of the Federal Open Market Committee didn't see a strong case for adjusting rates. Since then, the picture has changed. The cross currents have reemerged with apparent progress on trade turning to greater uncertainty and with incoming data raising renewed concerns about the strength of the global economy. He also defended the U.S. central bank's independence a day after Donald Trump took to Twitter once again to attack it. The president criticized the Fed for raising rates too quickly last year. The Fed is insulated from short-term political pressures, what is often referred to as our independence. St. Louis Fed President James Bullard also spoke yesterday. He told Bloomberg TV that a rate cut of half a point at the Fed's next meeting, quote, would be overdone. The S&P 500 index finished almost 1% lower on the day. Meanwhile, the Dow Jones fell two-thirds of a percent. It's the biggest one-day drop for both share benchmarks since May 31st. The Nasdaq Composite's 1.5% fall was its largest since early June. FedEx has warned that a slower global economy and trade uncertainty will continue to drag on its business in the next year. The warning came as the logistics company reported quarterly earnings that topped its own outlook. Those expectations had been lowered twice already, thanks to a slowdown in China and weaker global trade. FedEx is considered an economic bellwether. The company said on Tuesday that it expects a mid-single-digit percentage point decline in earnings per share in its fiscal year 2020. That's before a few adjustments. FedEx has been caught in the middle of the Trump administration's crackdown on the Chinese telecoms equipment maker Huawei. FedEx apologized after misrouting some packages destined for Huawei in China from Japan. The company sent them to the U.S. instead. China said it launched an investigation into FedEx, igniting concerns that Beijing could blacklist the company. On Monday, FedEx sued the U.S. Commerce Department. The company alleges that restrictions that have been put in place by the Trump administration have placed, quote, an unreasonable burden on FedEx. It says it's been forced to check millions of packages shipped each day for potential violations. A few weeks ago, the company announced it wouldn't be renewing a FedEx Express contract to deliver for Amazon. FedEx said it would focus instead on serving the broader e-commerce market. 
and investors in AbbVie are not impressed with the U.S. drug group's bid for Allergan, the maker of Botox. On Tuesday, AbbVie said it had agreed to buy Allergan for $63 billion. While shares in Allergan closed up 25%, it was a different story for AbbVie. Shares in the Chicago-based drug maker dropped more than 16%. Allergan has been struggling to keep pace with Wall Street's expectations for growth. It was hit with a series of pipeline failures that pushed its shares to multi-year lows. The enterprise value of the deal is $83 billion, which includes about $20 billion of Allergan debt. AbbVie is betting that the acquisition will improve its offering at a key moment. Its drug, Humira, which is the world's best-selling treatment for inflammatory diseases, will go off patent in a few years. This should mean more competition from generic versions. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. The FT's banking editor, David Crow, was recently on a reporting trip in Hong Kong. He notes that with a population of 7 million people, it's a good place to be a lender. It's got a wealthy customer base and high population density. And so it allows banks to operate with relatively few branches. It's kind of the dream consumer market. And that's partly because there aren't very many players. It's not a very competitive market. One bank sticks out in particular. And one of the things that quickly became apparent there is just how dominant HSBC is. The numbers show it. It has a 35% share of the retail loan market in Hong Kong. People just call HSBC the Hong Kong bank or even the bank. And it's right there in the name. HSBC stands for the Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation. But Hong Kong's competitive landscape is changing. Hong Kong's monetary authority, its main financial regulator, has recently awarded eight new licenses for virtual banks. This is causing quite a lot of excitement and some consternation in the banking world because there is a suggestion that these new, nimble, digital-only, low-cost, tech-savvy players Um, might be able to chip away at uh, HSBC's uh, dominant position. David, what are some of the signs HSBC is being affected by these virtual banks, these digital-only lenders? So it's still very early days for these digital banks. None of them have launched, and all of them are playing their cards very close to their chest when it comes to talking about their plans. You know, there are no signs as yet of this damaging HSBC in any way. And indeed, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority, we are told, did a piece of work trying to model how much of the deposit base in Hong Kong, the virtual banks, could steal away from the large incumbents. And the answer was not very much. However, there are lots of people who think that it will have an impact on HSBC's profitability. That's because it might have to cut fees, it might have to increase the rates that it pays to depositors, and it will also almost certainly have to invest a lot more in technology, and that also is a cost. And the HSBC is preempting this more competitive market. Uh, It recently scrapped the monthly fee that it charges customers who have what it sees as quite low levels of deposits in their accounts, and that's about 5,000 Hong Kong dollars. So David, what else might these virtual banks mean for banking in the area? 
One of the things to consider is that while uh, Hong Kong is kind of the dream market for a retail banker, it's also very small. It's, you know, population of about 7 million. Most people who are involved in the creation of the virtual banks will tell you that this is not really a play on Hong Kong. It is a play on what is known as the Greater Bay Area, which is a strategic initiative backed by the Hong Kong to create a Bay Area that would kind of rival the likes of San Francisco in terms of its technological innovation and so on. And it wants to do that by increasing cooperation with between Hong Kong, Macau, and the fast-growing cities in the region known as the Pearl River Delta, like Shenzhen. The hope for these digital banks is that Hong Kong becomes the financial center for the Greater Bay Area. Now, the Greater Bay Area is much bigger than Hong Kong. The danger for HSBC is that if these virtual banking licenses allow these digital competitors to eat up that new market, which is potentially a big source of growth, then they could be the ones losing out. Late on Tuesday night, Democrats in the U.S. House of Representatives said in response to a subpoena, Robert Mueller had agreed to testify before Congress on July 17th. This will only be the second time the former special counsel has spoken publicly about his investigation into Russia's role in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.